Welcome to another episode of the Christian Combatives Podcast. I am your host and servant in Jesus Christ, Paladin Actual. Today I wanted to review something that came out recently, a product of the Daily Wire. This is a conservative news organization that's branched out into entertainment industry stuff as well. Recently they came out with something called Bent Key. Bent Key. And this is this... I guess it's a program. Think about it like a like a competition to the Disney Plus network. So it's not just a single show or something like that. It's actually I, I don't know how to describe it. It's it's it's, it's a service. It's like a streaming service that hosts a bunch of different content specifically geared towards kids. And it's it's kids of uh, different ranges. It's interesting. Um, I expected. Okay, I heard about this this cartoon show that was coming out that they have uh, this chinchilla show, Chip Chilla, and I was like, okay, well, you know, this is specifically going to be one show. But what they actually rolled out with was a combination, a bunch of different shows, uh, and a few different episodes of each show. And each show is kind of geared in a different way. They feel like they. It's not that they necessarily have different production quality. But if you look at these different shows and you kind of watch these different shows, you definitely get this sense that, oh, okay, this is kind of like, you know, Mr. Rogers, or this is kind of like Blue's Clues, and this is kind of like, you know, whatever, Saturday morning cartoon type thing. Uh, so they've got these different these different shows based on these different kind of uh, emphases for different age groups. Um, in particular, I reviewed, I wanted to talk about today some of the different shows. I'm going to kind of give you a general overview of what I thought, and then I'll get into the details of the different shows. The shows I watched were Chip Chilla. This is um, a cartoon. Some people compared it to, to Bluey. It's it's not Bluey. Don't compare it to Bluey. Um, only Bluey is Bluey. <laughs> uh, Chip Chilla, it's a, it's a cute little cartoon for kids. Um, there's um, A Wonderful Day with Mabel McKay, which is this cutesy sort of Blue's Clues crossover with... Um, uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, I guess. That was kind of the vibe that I was getting from it. Um, there's another show called Kid Explorer. I'll get into that, but this was... I actually really liked this one. I thought this was really cool, uh, what they did with this. Uh, there was uh, another show. It was like... It's got puppets in it. Um, it's called Gus Plus Us. Uh, it was kind of like a like a Sesame Street type vibe. And then the final show that I looked at was something called Kid Fit Go. Kid Fit Go. Now, this was really interesting. It was like a fitness program. Like if you've ever seen these fitness TV DVDs or whatever where you've got the guys exercising, come on, just 30 more seconds, you can do it. Like that, but specifically geared towards kids and without, you know, with very basic exercises. No, no, no good exercises. I mean, aside from burpees, burpees are the worst, but you know, push-ups and planks and stuff like that. So it was really interesting to see this stuff geared towards kids. Now, here's my general kind of takeaway from this, if this is all that you're going to listen to. Um... I think it was. I think it was good. I think there are good intentions. I, I don't think it quite has this identity yet. Like, what exactly is it? I don't know. It's try. I feel my critique of it is. I guess. I guess the shows feel like they're trying too hard to be as neutral as possible. And if you look at like um, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, which I thought was fantastic growing up, I loved watching Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. You look at Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. I, I, yeah, it was kind of neutral in the sense that it didn't, you know, necessarily push any specific moral message. But Fred Rogers was, I think he was a what, Presbyterian minister or something like that. Like this guy was like a youth youth pastor. Like there was definitely Christian identity behind behind what was being taught. So he would actually teach things about getting along with one another and and stuff like that. And you could definitely see this shine through, particularly once the show kind of felt uh, found its stride. Uh, with these Daily Wire shows, I think they're specifically being built with a sense of you can watch them of, of, as any faith or religion or, or moral whatever bent that you have, philosophy that you have, and still get something kind of positive from it. The other kind of sense that I got was that a couple, you know, at least some of these shows were meant as kind of time wasters for kids. 
And you're like, okay, well, that sounds negative. Well, no, this is what you're doing when you plunk your kid down in front of Coco Malone or, you know, kid Einstein or whatever. Like this is what a lot of, a lot of parents do. They just, you know, they need to do laundry. So they need their hands free. So they can't be holding their kids. So they sit their kids down in front of something colorful and obnoxious. Uh, and this is what some of the shows do. They, they actually fill this niche. And I think that this in particular, as much as I hate it, (laughs) and I'm going to say I hate it right now because I hate the idea of just kind of pumping in, uh, dumb puppet cartoon nonsense into like kids brains. I think it makes them stupider. Um, and I, I think the kids can actually handle more, you know, better thought out stuff, uh, things with more substance than we give them credit for. We're just like, well, they like the bright colors of this stupid YouTube channel where, you know, the kids unboxing toys or, or it's just meaningless cartoons. So that's all I'm going to give them. Like, no, it doesn't challenge them though. Um, so that's, that's my primary critique, but I also think, I also think that they're, this is also the, the primary strength. Um, these, some of these shows or some of the aspects of these shows that I watched that were produced, and there's other shows on the, on the Bent Key channel as well. There was like uh, Ernest and Celestine, which I didn't know they made a TV show about it. Uh, I saw the movie and I read the book to my kids. And I think, I, you know, the book and the movie are adorable. And the show was like, that's okay. Um, but I, I, I think this offers an alternative this isn't an alternative to Bluey. This isn't an alternative to Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. This is an alternative to the kind of media where you don't expect the kids to get anything out of it except for hold their attention for a while. Uh, and if if you've got any sort of familiarity with the Internet, you'll know that if you plunk your kids down in front of YouTube or you give them a tablet or you know iPad or whatever and you just kind of open up kids' YouTube for them, Within three or four shows or whatever they're watching, all of a sudden, you know, they're starting to watch some really questionable mass-produced content from other countries. It's just like, I don't really know that I'm comfortable with these, you know, Spider-Man-Elsa interactions or whatever. Like, there's some weird stuff out there that just kind of, like, I don't know, it does not feel right. Even if it's not explicitly bad, like, it just feels gross, um, this content that's produced for kids on YouTube. And inevitably, if you let your kids just watch YouTube without supervision, without you explicitly picking every single video that they watch, every single one, I'm not even talking about like just put them in a playlist. I'm saying like you literally have to pick every single thing that your kid is watching. YouTube will just throw this stuff in there. It will it will throw these like random garbage things in there and you have to be absolutely aware of it and terrified of it because there's some nasty stuff out there and YouTube wants your kids to watch it. So if your concern is that, or if your concern is, let's say your kids are watching the Disney Channel, you plunk them down in front of the Disney Channel, well, you know, and they're watching something something good. Um, and then, you know, whatever show they're watching. Again, I'm going to use Bluey because I love, I love this Bluey show. They're watching Bluey. And you're out of the room, and they come to the last episode. Well, then then Disney Plus automatically recommends to them, you know, some some weird thing that you don't want them watching with questionable values and things that they're teaching. And, and, and Disney Plus will absolutely do this. So, again, um, if you're not paying attention, if you're not screening absolutely every single thing that your kid is watching... Um, then they're going to fall into some bad stuff on YouTube, on Disney Plus, on pick your platform. Uh, and this is an alternative. This this is an alternative for those parents who don't have time to. And this is a lot of parents who don't have time to screen everything that their kids are going to watch beforehand. And they say, "Well, I just want to just be able to set my kids down in front of the idiot box for a while, and 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 just not be worried that they're you know imbibing some really horrific content." And this is that alternative. Like, there's a bunch of stuff on Bent Key that I'm like, oh, yeah, so 
Here's how I reviewed it. I had my kids in the room, and they were three, four, and six years old. Um, two, four, and six, actually, when I reviewed it. One of them had a birthday. And, and I, I'm watching them as they're watching the shows. I'm watching them as they're, they're watching the shows. And I'm watching the shows. I'm like, man, some of this stuff is just dumb. And I look over at them, and they're just eyes wide open, just watching this, you know, bright colors and stupid songs and, and, and puppet shows and stuff. It kind of, some of it kind of reminded me of, like, VBS stuff. I'll get into that in the specific shows. But kind of the general idea was, okay, this, like, if, if I had to step away for, for, let's say I've got an hour and I've got to do laundry and clean the house and do these other things that I take care of, um, and I wanted my kids to be able to watch something and I don't have to be over their shoulder the entire time, I can just walk away, um, this, that's what Bent Key provides. So as much as I hate the idea of, like, st- sitting your kids down in front of something just that has no benefit, it also has no harm. Uh, at least as far as I've seen in, in, the, in the stuff that I've seen on Benki. So this is this is actually it's a wonderful thing because I don't think you're gonna you're gonna find a solution to replace this idea of sitting kids down in front of digital entertainment. But if you do have an alternative where the digital entertainment isn't going to lead into something awful, you know that's making the best out of the situation we have. We we live in a world right now where it, it's just there's so much content out there. Parents don't have time to watch all this stuff. Parents don't have time necessarily to focus on all of their daily tasks as well as as you know hold their kids and be with their kids all the time. I mean, it would be an ideal scenario if the parent is you know if you spend all day just reading books to your kids and playing with them and stuff like that. That would be a perfect ideal scenario. It is not often that that's the option that that parents have. And I think that's a different conversation to be had. But in the world that we live in, when you're like, okay, well, I got to do something with the kids. I got to keep them out of trouble for an hour while I take care of stuff. This is, you know, this is an option. And as far as I've seen, okay, it's it's good. I mean, it's not the same as you reading your book and spending, reading books to your kids and spending time with them, obviously. Nothing, there's no replacement for that. But you could do a whole lot worse. At least in this case, there they're not being harmed and potentially again looking at some of these shows potentially they may actually learn something from some of these shows like back in the day when you would have well i don't want to use sesame street but i mean there were some tv shows that you could go on on pbs that they'd be like oh okay like my kids actually learned something from this um you know without my intentionally teaching them i mean i learned all kinds of stuff from mr rogers neighborhood um so you could always just sit down sit th- I, there's enough episodes between mr rogers neighborhood i don't know that they would sit down in front of bob ross but you know like these shows that you would just have on pbs and be like oh okay interesting i learned something i was i was i shut off my brain for you know 30 minutes 25 minutes something like that yeah so that's kind of my brief overview uh, of Ben Key so far, and, and next I'll get into kind of the details of the specific shows and what I thought of the specific shows, and kind of maybe what uh, and synopsis of whatever the episodes that I watched. Um, so I would say, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down. I'll say, yeah, thumbs up. If if you need to sit your kids down in front of something uh, and not pay attention to them for a while, you you could do a whole lot worse. <laughs> And, and even if you put them down in front of Bluey, that's on Disney+, Plus. what do you think is going to come up when you're out of the room on Disney+, Plus? even if you put them down in front of something good on YouTube, what do you think is going to come up when you're out of the room? Like the moment you step away, you know, these platforms will throw something nasty at your kids. And that's not going to happen with Ben Key. So good. Good on the Daily Wire for this. Um, I, as, you know, as a parent, I'm like, some of these shows, I'm like, eh, it's kind of stupid. Uh, I kind of don't like it. But it's not hurting anybody. And... My kids like some stupid stuff because they're kids, you know. Okay, okay, I, you know, it's fine. It's it, it's good. I see the there there is a distinct benefit from uh, from this bent key. Uh, I wouldn't check. I would um, I would advise you as a parent to uh, 
check it out. Look, look for yourself. Uh, see if you come to a same, a similar or a different conclusion than I have. Um, but don't expect it to be a replacement for your interactions with them. Don't expect it to be a replacement for the great shows or movies or whatever that you watched growing up. It's not that. It's a different thing. And for the thing that it is supposed to be, it does a good job. And I don't necessarily like the thing, but I understand why the thing has to exist. So, without further ado, let's get into the details of the specific shows that I watched, and I'll talk about um, I'll talk about my I, my thoughts regarding how the show kind of played out. Uh, again, Chip Chilla is going to be the first one, then Wonderful Day with Mabel McKay, then Kid Explorer, then Gus Plus Us, then finally was a Kid Fit or something like that. It was like a fitness thing. All right, let's get into the actual shows themselves individually. First up is the show Chip Chilla. Chip Chilla, and if I remember right, um, there's something to do with the creators of VeggieTales being involved in the creative process behind this. I, I think I was reading, there was a, uh, somebody posted something online, um, and, and Jeremy Boring, the, one of the, the owners of Daily Wire, responded to it, and somebody said that uh, Bluey... <laughs> that Chip Chilla was, was trying too hard to be a conservative version of Bluey. And I think Jeremy Boring said something along the lines of there already is a conservative version of Bluey. It's called Bluey. Uh, and I, I, I get the comparison. I, I get the comparison, not because the art style is the same, not because of the animation style is the same, not because the characters are the same. None of those are the same. It's just that the family is, is, I don't know, they get along. Which is a really weird thing to see in TV. I mean, ever since Homer Simpson and um, I don't know what, what show would have kicked this off, uh, Married with Children. This this idea of this bumbling idiot dad and mom has to fix everything. You know, Marge Simpson has to has to undo everything, or you know, Lois Griffin has to undo everything. Peter Griffin does, or you know, with, with maybe the exception of um, King of the Hill, that was one of the weird outliers where Hank was was oddly somewhat competent. But most shows on TV, when they when they depict a family, the family doesn't get along. There's always these snarky comments about each other and, oh, well, you know, that's mom's cooking or, oh, dad's such an idiot. He just doesn't get it. And like these comments that really, you know, they're played off as a joke, but they really undermine the relationship between the characters and the family. And when a show like Bluey comes along, where it looks like the dad enjoys interacting with his kids, enjoys interacting with his his wife, it looks like a loving family. Uh, and it, it stands out. It's weird and enjoyable in a way that many other shows aren't because they don't have that element of, hey, look, these people actually love each other. I mean, granted, they're cartoon dogs in Australia, but when that when that is so rare, and then a show like Chip Chilla comes around and you're like, hey, look, the mom and dad get along and all the little kid chinchillas get along with, with each other. Well, not perfectly with each other, but, you know, listen, respect their parents and stuff like that, and the parents love them then obviously people are going to draw these comparisons and say, look, there's only one other show on TV right now that has a cohesive family unit and is a cartoon and it's called Bluey. Well, yeah, that's really the only connection between the two shows. They're really not that related. Um, the characters, uh, I don't know. I, I th- my, my oldest boy didn't like the characters because he said they were too cute. And then I said, what did you think about, you know, Bluey and Bingo or whatever? Oh, they're not, they're not cute. They're, they're cool. So, oh, okay. Uh, so, so he didn't like the characters because they were too cute, but the rest, I mean, uh, he's trying to be a tough boy. Uh, the rest of my children, they, they, they seem to really like the characters. The characters were, were fairly cute. They're fairly well, uh, well designed. Um, in the show, there wasn't really anything objectionable. Um, it wasn't as grounded as a show like like Bluey where, you know, there's not really, I don't know. Like, for example, the, the episode I watched, like, the parents went in the backyard with the kids and they and they built, 
They built a, a, a landing, a moon landing capsule or something for the kids to be in. It was a little bit more whimsical. It was a little bit more, well, that probably wouldn't happen uh, type thing. Whereas, you know, in Bluey, maybe they'd build like a pillow fort or something. Um, but still, okay, it's, it's, it's different, but it's, you know, I guess it's fun for what it is. Um, it's bright, it's loud, it's fun. It's a little bit annoying, but it's not objectionable. It teaches a couple of general lessons. It talks about, for example, the episode I watched talked about who landed on the moon, the three people who landed on the moon. Uh, my kids, my kids liked it in general. Uh, my son, of course, he thought he thought the characters were too cute. Um, but aside from that, I mean, again, if you're looking at this as an alternative to letting kids watch stupid stuff on YouTube or Disney Channel, yeah. Yeah, it works. It works just great. It's it's mildly educational. It's somewhat entertaining. Uh, it's specifically designed for kids. It's not one of these shows I don't think where the parent would sit in the room and watch it with the kids. Uh, but it's one of the shows where you're like, okay, my kid likes this dumb show, like like Paw Patrol. But you know, Paw Patrol has a bunch of nonsense political stuff that's kind of coming into it now. But it's one of those shows where you're like, oh, my kid's watching this dumb show, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse or whatever. Uh, I don't want to watch it, but they seem to enjoy it. That sort of thing. That's what this show kind of strikes me as. It's kind of show that you would you would you know let your kids watch, but probably not get too invested in yourself. Anyways, uh, that's Chipchilla. It's about a family of chinchillas that have adventures and learn lessons and love each other and stuff like that. Um, the next show we watched was called Wonderful Day with Mabel McKay. Wonderful Day with Mabel McKay. And my first thought watching the show is it looked like. I don't know, like one of these Blue's Clues, Pee Wee's Playhouse kind of, you know, everything is this really exaggerated, cartoony, sort of obvious. Um, it, it's obviously not a real house. It's obviously a, a stage kind of representation of a house. Uh, and, you know, I mean, that's that's intentional. It's, it's kind of got that feeling to it. Um, it didn't, I don't know, part of it actually felt a little bit like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, but but more more sort of colorful and weird. So you've got this main character, and this is... This is a show that, for the most part, seems to be live action. Now, there are some segments where they went to, like, Imagination Land or whatever, um, and, and it was and it was kind of illustrated at that point. But for the most part, it's live action. You've got, like, a puppet dog or whatever and this this lady, Mabel McKay, and they live in some house, and, um, I don't know, they, they learn stuff and talk about stuff and whatever. The episode I watched, it was about being creative. Like, that was the theme of the episode. It was encouraging uh, encouraging kids to be creative, just, you know, try building stuff. It was, I guess, lightly, it was lightly entertaining for the kids, or it was lightly educational for the kids. It was very entertaining for the kids. The kids, the kids actually really liked watching this one. They liked the puppet. They liked the interaction. They liked the, the hosts of the show. It wasn't particularly educational throughout. Um, the The theme of the episode was listen to your own creative voice. That was like the, the, the lesson. So, they they go through this sh- they go through this episode of the show uh, and Mabel McKay interacts with her um, puppet dog or whatever and she talks about you know being creative and he wants to be creative and make a an art project or a time machine or something like that out of a box and whatever so she goes into um, she goes into the to the backyard at some point and I'm thinking you know I'm getting vibes of like Mister Mister McFeely or whatever the guy the mailman from from Mister Rogers neighborhood or sometimes Mister Rogers would go outside and he'd have a guest and they'd interact with the guest and it'd be a policeman or it'd be a fireman or you know it would be it would be somebody who has some sort of interesting job and you kind of learn about about them and about their job and stuff and I think this was the best part they had um, a visitor came on and this guy was a banjo player 
And he came on with his banjo, and he kind of talked about the banjo a little bit. He showed what it sounded like. He showed a few different styles of playing it. Um, he showed what it was made up of. He said, you know, you know, this part is a drum, basically. It's like a, it's not quite a guitar. It's like a drum with strings on it. Uh, he came up with, um, um, with a few interesting points about, you know, this is how I come up with a, a song. I start with this part, and I add on. And this part was actually interesting. I was like, oh, okay, interesting. You know, I don't really care about banjo, but the way it was explained was, you know, educational in the sense that you learn about a banjo. Maybe kids don't know what a banjo is. Uh, so, okay, cool. Now kids know about banjo and, you know, maybe they'll be interested in pursuing music lessons or something like that. It was very introductory, but for what it was, you know, kids show, that was good. I, li- I liked that part. That was actually fairly solid. The rest of the episode was kind of dumb, I thought. Um, they had kind of, you know, they traveled to a cartoon world where they were they were talking about being creative and stuff like that and somebody had to paint a banner or, uh, to celebrate some festival in the town, and they were trying to figure out how to how to make something you know unique to their own creative style and whatever. And then at the end of the episode, they kind of wrapped it all up and they and they summarized it and they said, "Well, you know, we had a lot of adventures today, and we did this thing, and we made a time machine with with the dog, and we talked about so and so about his banjo, and then we you know went into this imaginary universe, and we talked about creativity, and they kind of had it all printed out in a in a little book format that the that you know the the narrator, the host of the show, uh, Mabel, kind of read read to the kids. So okay, I right. I mean it was it was it was interesting. I get I get what they were doing. It was fairly solidly made. I thought it was annoying, but then again, I think most kids shows are annoying. So that's kind of par for the course. Again, this isn't a show that I would watch with the kids. But if you're thinking about like an alternative to turning on PBS and hoping that Sesame Street isn't going to be too weird today, or whatever replaced Mister Rogers isn't going to be too weird today, you know, it's solid bet, solid bet. Okay you know, give it a shot. Again, I don't think you'd be particularly entertained by it, but oh, your, your, your kids might. Uh, my kids actually really liked this. They really liked it. The, my uh, my son in particular liked liked the dog, the, the puppet dog or whatever, Jasper or Jethro or whatever the dog's name was. Um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of what that was. Uh, again, I was thinking kind of a cross between Blue's Clues and Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood kind of vibes um, in, in a slightly different, you know, Turn back the clock and you've got these kids entertainment, edutainment shows where you would have a host and they would come out and they would, you know, talk to the kids about, you know, neat things. And most of that was before my time. And the only ones that I remember were Blue's Clues, which I never watched, and Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, which I watched all the time. Hence my comparisons to those. But I know there was there were other shows like that. All right. The next show that um, that I watched with my kids, that my kids watched, was called Kid Explorer. And I want to say that this is this is probably my favorite one so far, or my favorite one out of watching all of these. Actually, Kid Explorer. Um, so this one starts off, and you've got this kid, and he's he's explaining. I think in this episode he's explaining he's explaining telephones and cell phones and stuff. It starts off strong. It's got a lot of information. The host, and again, he's a kid. He's like, I don't know, like seven or six or something he explains a bit about the history of phones he talks about alexander graham bell he talks about uh, the history in the beginning and how we have a modern phone service how we got to there he talked about greek words that made up the word telephone which was pretty cool he talked about you know the transition from um telephone lines to, to kind of i think he talked about like uh cell towers or something i don't know um but like actual actual real educational content about like phones, which if you imagine today, a lot of kids have access to phones all the time, but they're not aware, you know, <laughs> that a couple decades ago, phones were things with, you know, rotary dials and cords and, and all this other stuff. They just think, okay, here's this magic black square that mommy or daddy just can't stop looking away from. Um, so it was interesting. 
uh, and very entertaining, and I think very, very useful for the kids to kind of see that. And oh, interesting! This is what you know. This is how phones started out, and this is how we got to where we were. So again, this was this was very well done. Um, the host, even though he's a kid, and well, let's be fair. A lot of times, kid actors are very annoying. Uh, and if you've got like a kid presenting a show and and talking about serious stuff, it's going to be doubly annoying, and they're going to be a bad actor, and it's not gonna it's not going to come across well, and. Uh, and it's going to feel really stilted. And this wasn't a problem here. This uh, Whoever kid that got uh, doing the acting for this uh, and, and narrating and hosting the show did a really, really good job. And this would be one of the shows where I might actually sit in the room when my kids are watching it. It was, I think it was that good. Uh, and the kids seemed to enjoy it as well. Of course, there's a lot of animated graphics and stuff. It reminded me a bit of... Every once in a while, you'd have like, I don't know, you stumble across a YouTube video of like how it's made or like the history of such and such. Uh, and, and it reminded me of a, of a good solid replacement for that. So if you want your kids to learn about stuff and be entertained, yeah, this is a good shot. I think about, let me see, what would I compare this to? Think about like, what was it, Beekman's World or Bill Nye the Science Guy or something. I expect the show is kind of going to be something like that, where it's not going to be like, hey, let's do some goofy science experiments, but it's going to be more like, <clears throat> let's learn about photosynthesis or you know something like that like i expect the show could be something something like that where it where it's where it's more educational um but still entertaining in the way it's presented whereas the other shows are more entertaining than educational but anyways i like this it was fascinating it was easy to watch it was well organized information there was you know there were visual aids to keep the kids stimulated um now, the kids preferred watching the more colorful show, like Mabel, uh, but there's definitely more to get out of the Kid Explorer show. And it's, um, if I had to put up with something in the background, this is definitely this is definitely my pick for that. I would rather have this going on in the background if I have to listen to it than any of the other shows so far. All right, uh, the next show that we watch together is this puppet show called Gus Plus Us. It's a, a puppet show with goofy voices and... Uh, some sort of short story with the characters. Think about like Sesame Street characters. Like one of the one of the characters kind of sounded like Elmo, and you know, we, you know, one of the other characters is chasing him around. Um, the episode I watched started off with uh, some puppets chasing each other around. One of them held onto a balloon and floated away. Then a one minute skit kind of explaining how hot air makes balloon makes uh, hot air balloons float. And they transition to a musical skit of the characters in hot air balloons singing about flying and exploring the sky and whatever. And this really felt like a like a VBS video to me. Um, there was puppet characters and then they kind of interact with. I believe there was like a, a live action character, some lady or something like that, and she was, oh no, your friend is is trapped up there in a balloon, and let me see if I can get him down with my kite and let's see if we can you know float up to him with a hot air balloon and you know this sort of thing and you know it, it it again like watching this the first thing that popped into my head was like this this reminds me of like this cheesy uh, vacation bible study va- vacation bible school skits or whatever where you'd have puppet shows and like live action you know whatever live action Real people saying, okay, we're going to go on an adventure. Oh, no, you know, Jimmy the Jimmy the Toucan is stuck in the in, in the oil or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. This is just the vibe that I got, especially with especially with the um, the the musical number. Um, it was it was pretty annoying. It was pretty empty. The kids seemed to like it and it was harmless. But like for me, I was, uh, you know, I was rolling my eyes. This is not something I would sit in the room for. But again, as much as I'm complaining about this, if you're going to sit your kids down in front of the idiot box and and you just need them to not be breaking stuff and hurting each other for, for 20 minutes, for 15 minutes, this is an excellent alternative to YouTube or Disney+. Plus. All right. The final show was a show called Kid Fit Go. This one 
this one was interesting. I never really considered this as a concept for like kids programming, but it works. And I think it works very well as well. Um, it's a workout program for kids. So if you've ever seen any of these, you know, Tybo exercise, whatever, lose, you know, P90X type thing, <laughs> not as extreme. These kind of workout programs where, where I mean, they're usually designed for adults where, you know, you've got an instructor out there and he shows you exercises and slowly walks through the exercises. And if you can't quite do this exercise, like if you can't do push-ups, here's modified push-ups. Uh, if you can't go, do planks this way, do planks that way. Um, it, it was like that, but it was geared towards kids and it absolutely worked. Like I remember, I remember when I was young, when I was real young, I was, a uh, um, I don't know, second grade or something like that. We had these thing in in public schools, like presidential physical fitness thing. I think they discontinued it because, you know, uh, kids don't like exercise. But they had this thing where, you know, they would teach you, they would teach you basic exercises and you were supposed to do these these exercises. And the idea behind this show is you've got like a 10 minute, I think it's only, it was only like 10 minutes of, of exercises that the kids do. And, you know, burns off a little calories. It, it makes them a little bit active in the day. So if they're spending the rest of the day on their computer or whatever, and you want to incentivize them um, to, you say, okay, you want to play on the computer? You want to play on the Xbox or whatever? Then here, we're going to do an episode of this and you're going to do the exercises of this. So you at least have a little bit of physical activity in the day before you, you know, continue with your sedentary lifestyle. I, I don't think this is something that's going to get your kids absolutely ripped and shredded. Um, uh, absolutely muscular or anything like that. But in terms of teaching your kids basic physical fitness type stuff in a fun kind of easy to follow way, this is great. This is great. This In, in the same way that maybe these videos uh, for adults help adults kind of exercise, this is fantastic for the kids. It wasn't obnoxious at all. It was helpful. It was educational. It was a good example of positive activity for the kids to do. Uh, the only problem I could see is trying to convince your kids to do it. So so the workout program was kind of like this. It showed you how to do some sort of exercise or like this is how you do a push-up, this is how you do planks, this is how you do burpees, whatever, for 30 seconds. And then for 30 seconds, um, like it would, it would give you 30 seconds to tell you how to do the activities and then you would... In theory, you would do push-ups or whatever, mountain climbers for 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 thirty seconds, and all of the all of the kids kind of on the show demonstrating how to do the exercises. Um, again, there were kids of a few different age ranges. It wasn't led by an adult or anything. It was led by yeah, I think some young teenager or something like that. Um, the the kid explorer kid was on there as well, uh, and they were all exercising. So. It was good. It was good. I like this. This is something that um, that would be fantastic if I could find a way to force my kids to do it. And the way that I forced my kids to actually participate in this, I've got a hilarious video that you'll never see of my kids trying to do jumping jacks, and it's and it's just so silly. Um, <laughs> but they're they're exercising. They're moving around. They're jumping around. And what I told them at first, they were just going to sit down and watch TV because that's what you do. You just sit in front of the TV. And I said no. Um, I paused it and I said, look, you're going to do the exercises or I'm going to turn it off. Well, they wanted to watch this show, so they they actually participated in the exercises. And I was able to get them to actually participate in the exercise, and they had fun. They had fun goofing off in the exercises. They got a little bit worn out, and they had fun watching the show because kids will just watch anything on TV, it turns out. So this was, this was very useful as well. I want to say, if I was to rank... If I was to rank the shows that I watch, I think the top three, well, top two would be Kid Explorer and um, and and the Exercise Show, and obviously they do two different things. Uh, then after that, I think Chilla Time was um, the Chinchilla thing, not Chilla Time. What do they call it? Chip Chilla. That one of the Chinchillas always says it's Chilla Time, like it's like the dad. Um, 
I think that that would be that that would be up there as well. I think it's just I mean it's hard to make cartoon shows, competent cartoon shows, and this is a this is a decent competent cartoon show. Uh, so you know some effort went into went into making this. Whereas maybe making a live action thing, you don't have to pay animators as much. You can just record somebody, you know, doing a skit or something like that. It'd be easier to kind of mass produce live action and puppet shows than than cartoons. So. Good. There's some competition out there for Disney. There's some competition out there for those stupid YouTube channels. It's fantastic, and I think, I I think this is this is the start of, um, this is start the start of a a good a good thing. The start of a shift away from these, you know, YouTube and and Disney Plus as these giants that kind of take over the life of the you know the kids and and this is everything that they watch all the time is whatever they see on the internet. Or whatever is being fed to them by Disney Plus. I think having good alternatives to that is. I think this is a solution. I think it would be great if we could say, well, you know, let's all have one of the parents stay home all day and read books and play games and do puzzles and draw pictures with the kids all day. That would be fantastic. But that's not the world we live in right now. The world we live in right now is we need to take a break from the kids so we can clean the house. Uh, what do we do with them? Well, they're you know they're going to like bright colors and, and noises and songs and stuff. Why don't we sit them down in front of a square for, you know, 20 minutes while we take care of something? Why don't we, you know, why don't we at least make it somewhat educational, somewhat entertaining, and not feeding them poison, not feeding them soul poison? And this is, this is good. Uh, it's a good start. I think, I think there's a lot of room for improvement, but considering this is, I mean, this is so out of, out of left field, like this news organization, The Daily Wire, comes up with this idea of, well, why don't we do kids programming? What does that have to do with news? Well, it's it's solving a major issue, or it's starting to solve a major issue. So I think the more other people get online, get on board with this, the more other uh, uh, conservative organizations, specifically Christian organizations, start coming up with content that'll entertain and educate kids, the better this will be. We can crowd out this industry, or at least have some competition for an industry where you can choose between Pepsi and Coca-Cola. We can say, well, you know... um, I can either choose to let my kids watch random YouTube videos and Disney Plus recommendations, or I can take them over to this alternative, um, this alternative media site, this alter- or alternative media program, and they can watch something that's actually not bad for them and might actually be good for them. And as I think more creators get involved with this sort of thing, I think they're going to create better and better products. So right now we're like, oh, Chimchilla, Chipchilla, it's it's okay, it's not great, it's okay. I think you know you look down the line you're going to have some really great programming come out of this that wouldn't make it on Disney Plus, that wouldn't be in the algorithm for for YouTube. I think this is an excellent opportunity, more than anything. This is great, uh, a great foundation, great groundwork for something, some greater things to come. Uh, I don't think we're, we're there yet 100%. I don't think this is the end of the line like, okay, this is as good as it's ever going to be. No, I think this is the start of something something much better. So I'm all for supporting uh, supporting this effort to to kind of uh, to provide an alternative for for kids media. So my recommendation uh, should should your kids watch this bent key stuff? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, if they're not watching you know YouTube and and Disney Plus stuff already, you know, you don't need to get them get them hooked on the electronics. But if they're already watching just stuff online and you're concerned about it, consider this as an alternative. Give it a shot. Uh, let them watch it, see what they think, especially younger kids. This isn't going to be something for teenagers, uh, younger kids. Uh, this might be something better for them to watch, something better for them to to enjoy. It's it's worth giving it a shot. So, you know, it's, it's not super duper fantastic, amazing, the best thing ever, 
but it's better than anything else out there. So I, I, I guess I, that's pretty much all that I have to say on the topic. Um, if you want to give it a give it a watch yourself, if you've got a Daily Wire subscription, go ahead and check out this Bent Key stuff. Uh, I got the Roku app, so there the kids would in theory be able to just watch it directly off the TV instead of having to stream it off a computer. I, um, it's it's yeah, it's worth a shot. Uh, it has the potential to grow into something much much better. So if you want to support it just for the sake of what it could become, that's also I think probably a good reason. It's not explicitly Christian. Uh, I'll put that out there. You know, this is Christian combatives. Um, I'm always looking for ways to to cram more Christianity down my kids' throats to, you know, indoctrinate them a bit more. And this isn't going to do that. Maybe it might have some morals or something like that in some of the shows somewhere, but this isn't a replacement for any sort of Christian education. Uh, this isn't a replacement for catechism. This isn't this isn't a replacement for, you know, reading the Bible. This isn't a replacement for the morality that you get from Scripture. But this is a replacement for, you know, dumb, thoughtless media that is consumed in other ways. Anyways, I hope this was useful to you. Um, God bless you and take care.